horror fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how's it going greg there's a knife behind you we lost greg motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) man this movie's so good i forgot how good this movie was and uh there was news about um blumhouse and universal i think blumhouse right or just universal uh doing a remake of the wolfman yeah like coming up and i saw lee one l from saw fame was attached to it and then we realized oh that's who did the invisible man one and i love that we're like i hope they kind of keep that tone like they did with invisible man when they brought that back so perfect timing and what you said we should do that on the show soon i still didn't have my january picks and i was like okay yeah we'll just throw that on now and i was like of course like and this is such a rare kind of thing doing the invisible man from 2020 that last little movie that everyone kind of got to see remember we're all snuggled in we have like the boards over our windows and everything where coronavirus is banging at the door and this got put on streaming yes i remember sitting watching it with liz and it was like oh this is actually kind of cool it was like usually you'd have to go to the movies for this kind of thing it was before the big like it happens at the same time like now it does all the time I remember I went and saw something, and I saw the poster for The Invisible Man was playing also. I was like, oh, I'll have to go see that next week. Yeah. Next week never happened. So, no. But then they put it on streaming really quick after. Um, and I remember at the time, it was getting a lot of praise, too. Like, a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's all well-deserved, too, to be honest. I think this movie's great. Yeah. Um, legit scary. Might feature, I'm not positive, I brought it up a lot. Maybe my favorite jump scare of all time. Oh, I'm interested to get there. Yeah. No, this is done in a real... It's scary in the thing of, like, it's kind of real-ish, other than the Invisible Man part. The whole, like, stalker, boyfriend, fiancé, like, won't leave the woman alone thing. It just said she's, like, being stalked and stuff. It's fucking creepy. Because there's guys like this. Oh, yeah, it's scary enough just on the abusive relationship side of it all before you add in the invisible part. Now he's invisible and he's in your house and fucking with you. Man, and this, it's so easy, and I don't mean to take it away what they do here, because just point the camera at a corner of a room, Elizabeth Moss looks scared. Holy shit, I'm staring at that corner of the room too, trying to yeah. see anything moving. Um, A couple of Easter eggs in here, I don't know if you caught them too. Oh, yes, very much so. I'd, I love the hat that's on the mannequin at the foot of the bed. I'm like, oh, it's a visible man. And then the guy all bandaged up getting wheeled into yep. the hospital. Yeah. Dude, just those little things, I appreciated that. I'm, I'm like the Leo meme pointing at the screen, like, 100%. I, I'm sad, though, we didn't get a, and even the moon will be frightened of me speech of, like... <laughs> He he's like crazy, but in a different way. It's not the formula that turns him invisible, also makes him insane. It's like a camera suit, which actually it's interesting how they kind of bring it into like try to bring it into like a actual real kind of thing. Because if you've seen like these videos of like people with the invisibility shields and stuff, where it's like blurry and you can kind of see there's something there, but like the person disappears. Yeah, we're getting there. We're not there yet. I think the suit thing was genius. Because, yeah. like, I, I love the Universal, like, and all of its hokiness and everything. But, like, for bringing this modern-day scary version of it, suit makes perfect sense. Oh, definitely. And I like, I know we'll get there at the very end, but it it's a different way to kind of keep it going in a way. Yeah. All right, The Invisible Man from 2020 with an Ed Wood trifecta from Lee one l I cannot believe it's, like, one of the main guys from Saul. It did this. This is it. Wasn't he like the younger guy? He's Adam. He's the one like chained up in there, like the other guy yeah. who doesn't saw his foot off. He was, uh, I think, uh, creator of Saw along with James Wan, too. Oh, okay. Well, I also saw he had a lot to do with those insidious movies that I don't ever have anything to do with. But hey, keep going in this Universal Monsters way. I, I'm, yeah, for sure. I think you can do good with the Wolfman. Let's do this good. <laughs> Can I, before we get going, I want to point out my slight hesitation with this movie. So, Elizabeth Moss's character, Cecilia, is, the opening is she escapes an abusive situation. She literally has to sneak out, jump over a wall, and get picked up by somebody 
This happens in real life in a number of ways. One of yeah. them, a huge one being the Church of Scientology. Members have to do this to get away. Um, Just throwing it out there, Elizabeth Moss belongs to this church. Makes this really weird, I won't lie. Yeah. I'm going to look past it for the rest of the episode, but I'm not going to ignore it. Fuck the Church of Scientology and everything they do. And it's really weird that someone in that is portraying this kind of character. You know when she escapes and, like, she gets in the car and Adrian's, like, running at her and he, like, grabs the car? That's Tom Cruise in real life chasing after the escaped Scientologist and punching out the windows. But he's so short he's trying to punch up. I don't think Tom Cruise is the dude in the cult who's, like, chasing the poor people who try to get away. I don't know who does that, but... Yeah, John no, fuck that whole church. <laughs> Maybe John Travolta's the guy. He's running after him, trying to catch him, and his wig falls off, and he has to stop and grab that. Now she got away. Tom! <laughs> now that all the Scientologists have left, we can keep going. Oh yeah, like, they're allowed to listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, um, I... We kind of dropped our original rule where we always mentioned the title card, but when it's done well, I still want to mention it. I like yeah. the ocean waves hitting the title card that was invisible, but that's how you see it. And it comes into play later, but yeah, I yes. like it a lot. Cecilia, like we said, she's sneaking out of bed, her boyfriend's sleeping there. She drugs his water and grabs a bag with IDs, social security card, cash, all this. And she turns the security camera that are all around this place. This dude's like evil Tony Stark by the look of his house. Yeah, like he's on the water. It's like you look out like the bedroom window and it's nothing but ocean. Um, yeah. And it's like a thing of like she wakes up and like takes the blanket off of her. And he has like her or his arm like around her waist of like, nah, like you can't go in. Like I'm going to feel if you move at all, which I was like, okay, how is this going to be like? Because I know, like, Liz will, like, move in the bed, and I'll, like, kind of wake up and whatnot. And I was like, how is he, like, if he's so hyper-vigilant, how is he, like, not waking? And then, oh, okay, he's drugged. Yep. It makes sense. Dude, I sleep in a bed with another person, two dogs, and a cat. I don't wake up for shit. Oh, you know how often fucking Baron, the cat from Dimension Z, wakes me up? Because he would just jump on my head of, I want to play. Because I made the mistake of, like, playing pillow with him, where you're like, I'll put my hand on the pillow and make it do that, like, ch -ch -ch sound, and he loves it. But now he wants to play all the time. But she goes through the lab, she turns off all the cameras, disables the alarm si system, she has this set, she knows what she's mm -hmm. doing, then she accidentally kicks the dog bowl. Then, long pause. Dude, I want to point out already... The tension building in this movie from the jump is excellent. Well, I like the camera movement because it's not like a quick, like, like you think of Saul, let's say even, because this is kind of like related to it in a way of like, it's very herky jerky movements, very quick. This is very like kind of gliding camera. And then it like your head would be back. if you were being quiet and turning your head like that. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't hear the dog bull. She's about to leave. She takes off the dog's collar. And she's going to let the dog go, too, because she's like, I'm sorry, I can't bring you with me. But then she bumps into the car, and the alarm goes off. She she takes off running, climbs the wall, runs away, and her sister Emily pulls up, must have been told, meet me at this exact time. And she gets in the car right when Adrian... Dude, something about these shots where you just see someone running in the background. Um, Barbarian's one of them. There was a shot like that in there. I think Us um, had some like that. I hate these shots so bad in the best way. It follows kind of. Isn't that the, like with the giant guy where all of yeah. a sudden he kind of appears and it's like straight on shot. But I agree with you. Just him, Adrian running out of the woods straight at the car, like runs into it and then starts like beating his fist against the window and breaks it. And then finally the sister takes off. of like, oh, okay, I guess this isn't good. Two weeks later, she's staying with her friend James, who's a cop, and it's a big day today. He's talking her into walking outside to the mailbox. She hasn't left. When I say she hasn't left the house, she hasn't gone outside of the walls of the house this whole time. I want to mention, it's a little, little tiny nitpick. When, Greg, you have a mailbox like this with the flag, and you put something yeah. in the mailbox to mail, that's when you put the flag up. 
when the flag yeah. goes down, you know, the mailman has come and picked up your mail. She looks out the window, the flag's still up, and she goes to check the mail. That's a good point. I did not notice this. Shitty movie. <laughs> but she makes it out. The jogger scares her. She runs back in. Um, her sister Emily comes over and tells her Adrian's dead and shows her the article about it. So he's kind of a public figure. He's leading optics expert. He's rich. All this kind of stuff. Yeah, because even like when she's doing her whole escape and everything, when she has to like disarm things and turn cameras off, it's in his like labor his like lab, his laboratory. And like I like that you see like it's the um like special like hidden area with the glass door, and it looks like there's nothing there, but that's where the suit is. And she looks at it for a second, like tilts her head, then runs away. And so now that he's dead, she feels free to tell her story. Tells James and her sister how he was abusive and she was secretly taking birth control because he wanted a kid. He knew if they had a kid, she'd never be able to leave. Uh, scary shit happens in real life. Sucks. It's fucking insane because it is. She's going through like he slowly started to control what I wore, then what I said, then what I thought. Then like when I could leave the house and when I couldn't. And then he decided we're having children. And yeah, it's just like this is. It is, this could easily just kind of be like, you know how like you could take the Joker out of Joker and it could still be a movie? You could take yeah, exactly. the Invisible Man out of this and it could still be a movie. It's just an added like bonus thing. Like, oh, that's interesting way to kind of tell this story. Yeah, for sure. She does get the mail now because she's feeling good. Adrian's dead and there's a letter for her. She's like, no one knows I'm here. James is like, yes, very good. But this is the mail that I put in the mailbox. You just grabbed what, and there goes the mailman. <laughs> Guess he'll get it tomorrow. There was a bill in there. There was a bill check. No one mails their bill checks anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I had to come up with something urgent. <laughs> <laughs> but the letter is from Adrian's brother, who was also his attorney. And she goes with Emily to see him. He reads a statement that he was supposed to read. And Emily is... Just cuts them off. I love Emily. I love this part because it goes into like, I thought we were so good together and I don't know why this happened. She's like, you don't need to read this. And the, was it Tom? I think it's like, no, well, it's the kind of, it's in the will that I, she must hear this. Like, well, you can email us a copy, but she doesn't have to listen. It's like, yeah, go fuck yeah. yourself of this. Like, oh, pity, oh, pity me. But we find out she's getting $5 million that will be paid out monthly in like a hundred thousand at a time or something like that. Did you also hear the little dig that uh, the brother gave her of like, there was a lot of women that were after his money. Like she's the one. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so this is the big thing that money all depends on a few things. Um, what was it? Uh, mental stability and yeah, mental stability and that you don't commit any crimes. Yeah. Back at the house, she buys James and his daughter, Sydney, a ladder, which they're like, oh, you needed a new one. But, oh, there's something on the shelf. Sydney, the daughter, goes up and gets the letter off the shelf. And $10,000 are in an account for her every month for a year so she can go to fashion school, which she wants. And she's very happy. They seem like a nice little family unit, like these friends yeah. of hers and everything. Well, two things here, because at first Cecilia kind of seems like kind of divided if she really wants to take the money or not. But then she's like, well, because the daughter had mentioned like, oh, she wants to go to this fancy school, but they don't know if they can afford it and stuff. So I'll take the money and I'll do good with it. Also, at this point, we see like this whole like the kind of new family unit, like joking around with each other and stuff. And they're laughing and horse playing. And then we just see like the camera like peek around a corner. So we know it's Adrian and he has to be like, oh, fuck it why are you so fucking happy right now why would you happy with me we could horseplay like, <laughs> i don't like your horseplay <laughs> later she's by herself she turns around like there's something there nothing comes from it here but she like has that sense like when you're being watched and you know it i hate that feeling the morning she's making breakfast as james leaves for work cecilia goes to wake sydney up and Breakfast starts burning as if the stove was turned up super high. 
and Cecilia's chopping something, and all of a sudden you just kind of see the knife like get taken away. Like it just like yep. all of a sudden is just like bloop behind the cabinet, and then it's just gone. Later that night, Cecilia oh. hears a noise. Also, very important fire safety tip. In a grease fire, do not use water. Use a fire extinguisher or something like that. Because Cecilia almost used water, and the daughter's like, nah, uh uh the, Legit. 100% never use water on a grease fire. Do you keep a fire extinguisher in your kitchen? No. You should. Because I've had to use one before. <laughs> My dad's a fireman. <laughs> Dude! Yeah! What the hell? <laughs> I'll call him. Dad, there's fire. <laughs> that night, Cecilia hears a noise. She's walking around the house, and the door is open. She goes outside and is looking around, and it's cold, so you can see her breath. I love this shot. And there's breath next to her, like, breathing, yeah. too. Well, because they definitely, like, they do a few of the, like, <sighs> breaths. Yeah. Breath scene. Like, see, look, everyone, look at the breath. Oh, there's one right there. But no, it is a good scene. Um, there's also a great scene right before that where she's uh like looking around the house because she thinks that someone's there and she's like facing away from the door, and all of a sudden the door just opens and she does that like slow turn of just like, but never go outside. That's where the person went. Yeah, exactly. If the door is open, that's when you wake up James right away. I think that's the situation, like, if I was staying at anyone's house and they were sleeping and the door was open, I would go get them instantly. Especially Cop Man. Yeah. She's in bed with Sydney. I guess they're sharing a bed. And the covers are pulled off of her and you see camera flashes going off like someone's taking a picture. Um, This is one of the Easter egg scenes we were talking about. Mm. Since Sydney yeah. wants to go into fashion school and everything, she has, like, one of those like mannequin things that she puts the clothes on and has like the top hat and everything like ah oh, i see it it's the hat which i hope like with the wolf man they do little nods like that as well because you have no idea what that means to like classic universal fans of little tiny things like that it's like thank you for doing a little tip of your hat to fucking the original yeah which they also kind of play with at the end which is another thing i'll get to at the end she yells for James, she's freaking out, he calms her down. Like, you have a job interview tomorrow, so she does. She goes to that, she pulls out her portfolio. Well, there's all this thing with the blanket, because she wakes up, and, like, it's not like the blanket fell off to the side. It's, like, piled up, like, at the foot of the bed. And then she kind of grabs it, and then there's, like, footprints on it and stuff. And then, like, James is like, don't let him get in your head, you're letting him get in your head. I mean, to be fair, there's articles this man is dead. You've already received from his will and everything. I wouldn't think he's there either. Right. So, like, I'm I'm with James at this point still. Like, yeah, no, you came out of a weird situation. You're going to have a lot of time adjusting. Oh, yeah. Here still, it's like, I understand. Yeah, she has a job interview the next day. And she goes to take out her portfolio, and it's completely empty. There's nothing in it. Which she knows she packed it and everything, and she has a panic attack and faints. Hospital, second Easter egg, bandaged man. Um, yes. The doctor said, calls later and says the diazepam in her system probably caused it. And she finds the bottle, and it's there. It's the bottle she dropped during her getaway, though, so how the hell is it in the house? Yeah, and it even has, like, a thumbprint on it. Um, it's great, because it's like, yeah, you were drugged by diazepam. Also, I have another thing to tell you. Wait a minute, why are you taking the phone away from here? You can't hear that you're pregnant. <laughs> Cecilia and James go to see Adrian's brother, and she's like, tell him to stop. And James doesn't seem to know why they're here, but he's just supporting her. And he's like, so you lost a bottle, and you found the bottle. That would be my reaction, yeah. too. And this is where, like, now he's, like, the brother's, like, I kind of sympathize with you. He tortured me, too. I had to grow up with him. Yeah, he says how good he was at mind games. That was the best thing he was at. Not optics, anything like that, is getting in people's head. He's, like, he doesn't have to be invisible. He has you believing he's invisible, and that's even worse. Yeah, like, that's an even greater trick than actually becoming invisible. Which Adrian's there being, like, becoming invisible is still pretty good, too, little brother. All of a sudden, like, the little brother gets wedgied, like, the underwear comes over his head, and he has to, like, pretend like nothing's happening. Cecilia's like, it's like no, this is my automatic underwear! <laughs> okay, if you're new here, we don't really do, like, spoiler freeze. We'll jump around sometimes. 
Do you think the brother knows he's alive at this point? I, oh yeah, I wonder at what point he does find out. Because here, he almost seems to be like real of just like, thank God he's gone. And then did the brother show up one night, like this next night, being like, I heard what you said, I'm going to fucking kill you. Exactly, and that's why he's like the sacrificial play and everything, because now he knows what he really feels about him. Yeah, I could see that being like kind of what they did, which is cool. She goes to see her sister, Emily, but Emily's like not letting her into the house because she's mad. She's like, don't worry, I don't want any of your money. I won't be so suffocating like your email said. Cecilia never sent an email. Back at the house, she checks her sent folders and finds this really nasty email. It's like, I wish you were dead, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I wish it was you that had died. Like, I don't want you in my life. I don't want, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you would almost like, things like this could happen. Of someone sends an email to fuck with someone else. Like, oh, yeah. It's not out of, and, and not even like, okay, so sure, the teenager in the house seems nice, but teenagers can be little pricks. The, she could have gotten a burst crossways and been like, I'm going to fuck with her all of a sudden. Yeah, she was mad know. she brought breakfast the other day. Exactly. And never mind the fact that she's paying for her college. No. Teenagers are shitty. And other than the teenagers that list the throbbing with horror. Yeah, you guys are cool. The 1% of you. <laughs> and our, our younger demographic went up recently, I saw. Oh, really? The kids are all right. Hey! Swag! But... <laughs> that was old when we were in high school. Fuck! But later, Cecilia's crying on the floor because of everything, and Sydney finds her. She's like, hey, what about a girl's day? We kick my dad out, we just have some ice cream. You know, a nice kid, like... A, well, completely against what you just said nice kid but Cecilia's then, like laying on the floor having like a mental breakdown and this teenager's like you want to have some ice cream and cake that'll help if I'm ever having a mental breakdown Brett and you're around I will never say no to that suggestion I'm just throwing that out there what's that um singer that throws the cake into the crowd Oh, I don't know who it is, but I've seen videos of it. Yeah, it's like he's no, like, he just lost like, all of our younger audience again. Yeah, it's like pinpoint accuracy. Hey, I know of the dude. <laughs> but then, invisible dude punches Sydney right across the face. It's and like, just... she... Wham! And then Sydney, of course, is like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, she thinks Cecilia did it. She's screaming. James comes in and... Dude... This dude has a heart of gold because instead of just freaking out and being a monster, he's still taking care of his kid. His kid's his number one priority, and he even yeah. says that, like, Cecilia, right now my number one thing is taking care of my daughter, and he's mm -hmm. telling her to back off and everything, but he's never, like, screaming at her and being mean because he knows she's going through some shit. Yeah, like, I understand you're going, like, from what he thinks, yeah, she's going through some mental stuff right now of, like, she's imagining things, she's not quite herself, possibly, but, yeah, he, it's not like, especially being a cop, of it could very easily be like, shut the fuck up, you know, but he's actually yeah. a good cop. But they leave, and he's like, maybe you should go stay with your sister, but him and Sydney leave the house for now. And here's where shit just starts going wild. This is where the movie really starts to pick up for me. She dumps out a bag of coffee all over the floor and everything, and then sits in a corner with a knife, because you'd see the footprints coming if he's there. I love as soon as James and uh, Sydney like leave, Cecilia just turns around and is like, "What the fuck, Adrian? I know you're here. Like, why are you slapping a little girl? If you want to like slap around someone, slap me around." And she's like, "I love just the switch of like, I'm not even playing anymore. Just like, I know you're here, motherfucker. I don't know how, but you're here." <laughs> and when she's sitting in the corner, she calls his phone. And he hears it vibrating in the ceiling. Dude, this is where I'd run. I'm, I'm sprinting yeah. until I die. I'm running out of that house. How fucking smart is it that she calls, like, the thing to call the phone of, like... Because no matter what, like, you own my cell phone's right here. It's always, like, right beside everyone. Everyone always has their phone now. Even if you've committed suicide. Yep. He she goes into the attic so it's one of those like pull down attics but those usually have like a ladder with them don't they like an well, attached ladder that folds out it's like a hatch yeah oh so yeah. it's not that kind you pull down on the ladder so that i was gonna say because she uses the new ladder to go up there 
Yeah, it has like a string, but it's like when she like lifts up the hatch and moves it, it's that kind. Okay. And she calls the phone again, hears it vibrate, and she finds the phone, opens it up. There's the pictures of her sleeping that we talked about earlier. Then her work that was taken out of her portfolio and a knife in the bag. Well, there was also just like a blank photo of just a background because the invisible man forgot he's invisible. He's trying to do a duck face. <laughs> you never know. Those might have been selfies with her sleeping in the background. Oh, yeah, he's doing the peace sign behind her, like behind like, oh, look, bunny ears. Yeah, you just don't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's being goofy. But then an unknown number text, surprise, is the only thing going, dude, you, I wouldn't have to run and you wouldn't need to kill me because my heart would give out and I would die. Yeah, surprise, Sydney. And she's like, I'm not Sydney. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where she's going to leave the attic. And then she's staring out like the hatch at the ladder below. And she stares at it for a while. Then this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. This might be my favorite jump scare I've ever seen in a movie, to be honest. This is the one I always go to when people are talking about, like, ones that are done well. Because she dumps paint. And then, granted, they do the thing, but it's welcome here. With the big music swell and everything. But the paint reveals he's right there. He was inches away from her. Scariest shit in the world, dude. Dude, it's it's so good. Because you have no idea where he's at or whatnot. And she just starts hearing, like, little sounds. And it's set up earlier in the movie that they're repainting the house. So that's why there's paint there. And, yeah, it's just so great of, like, because he's not expecting that whatsoever. He's like, I'm going to sneak up here and go booga, booga, booga at her. But just the paint. And then, like, I like later, too, because um, he, like, falls down the ladder and, like, the ladder tips over and she jumps down and she's following like the paint speckles and it goes to the sink where he's like washed all of it off yeah the sink's around there's paint in the sink and then she's choked slammed up against the wall pulled around and this is where we're like well we don't really know about this adrian character if you're still holding out on this <laughs> this is your okay yeah we can hate him and just beating the shit out of her and She's being drugged, and she seen Evil Dead one too many times. She gets away <laughs> by grabbing some plates and smashing it over where I guess is his head, and takes off running outside. Too. I'm glad you saw that because I was immediately like, "It's the evil hand." Dude, but did she order a lift? Oh, oh my god! So, well, she's like doing her best, like fighting this invisible man. Like you said, she gets outside. She, between her running outside and getting to the corner, she's ordered a lift, and it's already there. Only thing I can think is was she smart enough before she went up in the attic to order a ride out of there? Or you know Maybe. what? To be fair, she probably already did that because when he's like, "You should stay at your sister's," that's probably oh. the lift she ordered then. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, but otherwise, it does seem like she just went out like taxi and got yeah, in a really. car in this suburb. But no, she's like drive and like. The dude's gonna drive her to Adrian's house. And like, it's a far drive. Gets her there, and she's like, Can you wait here for me? I might be a minute, I might be 20 minutes, I don't know. Goes in, she still has the codes to get in and everything. Also, good guy Lyft driver. Of He could easily be like, No, and just leave. Like, ride's over. He's like, I better get a fuck of a tip for this. Well, he did say, That's a far ride. So he's probably making a ton of money off this. Like, Oh, I'm gonna make this again, taking her back? Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't have to fucking lift for another week. Yeah. But she finds the optic suit, and she realizes what's going on here. It's been him. He's invisible this whole time. Well, also, the dog shows up. Is this poor dog just been running around this abandoned house alone with no one taking care of it? Good question. Because the dog just shows up and is, like, extremely excited to see her. Like, hey, I'm glad you're back. Also, I'm very hungry, please. Dude, this type of dude has help. Like, he's got some servants around these quarters for sure. Well, they all, they've also, like, because we see plastic. They got plastic on the furniture! It's a nice house! Um, <laughs> it, it fits, because there is plastic on the furniture. Yeah. But someone's been there, at least. So maybe, like, they're like, well, they come over once a day to feed the dog, but no one can take the dog. I don't, it's weird. But Adrian comes home while she's there. And she knows he's there. She hides around a corner of a room when, like, the door opens. And I love this scene, too. Because you just see the carpet, like, indent from his feet and everything. She hits him. 
he hits her, I think, too. It's hard to tell because he's invisible, but she gets away anyway. She gets yeah. back out to the lift and they take off. Because this is, um, because the dog starts barking in a different direction and goes running off like someone's there. So at that point, she's like, fuck, he's here. And then she's like sneaking around of like, maybe he's not in this room and doesn't see me. Or he could be standing right there and watching me like try to be quiet and just like snickering to himself. Like, she doesn't know I'm right here. Look at her. <laughs> she calls her sister from the lift and is like, I need to meet with you somewhere public, please. Her sister is smart enough to know something's going on. They meet at a restaurant. She's still mad though. And dude, I'm a sucker for these scenes. Like, with the all too happy of a waiter just doing their job, working for tips, but in this very serious situation. And I will say, I hate these restaurants. Oh, but what yeah. he's about to do is, have you guys ever been here? We do things a little different around here. <laughs> it's like, I assume we order food and we eat it. Like, yeah, but like, no, we've been here. I hate restaurants who think, hey, we're hip. We're not your regular restaurant. You got to listen to the rules before you order. And it's just, ordering food that's all whatever yeah. is oh let me guess you can't make substitutions that's just even more of a pain in the ass i don't want ranch i want blue cheese yes but no it is ranch? like i like ranch but i like blue cheese more that's fair but it is you'd like you said you feel bad for him because he's like i i'm trying to make rent man i'm trying to be happy and stuff but it's just like i know you're not gonna tip me well because you two have a thing going on but I still have to wait on you. Why didn't you go to like a subway or something of like, that's uh, out in the open and stuff, but you don't have someone coming up to you every five minutes. And she tells her what's going on. And she seems like she's actually listening and believing because she's explaining, you know, he's in optics, all this kind of stuff. Well, because at first they're like very cold to each other and Cecilia's trying, but Emily's like, fuck you, basically still. But then she does like the little remark. I forget what it is, but kind of joking around. She gives her that little smirk and they're like, oh, look, they're kind of making up. Then. Well, not for long, because the knife just floats. Dude, this scene. Like. It's literally a floating knife, and then it slits Emily's throat and flies into Cecilia's hand. Dude, what do you even do? Well, that's what it, it's like, it's floating behind her. Emily sees it, gets her throat cut, and then I guess he grabs Cecilia's hand and just kind of like shoves the knife in her hand, because then she's just standing there kind of like, what, what's going on? Yeah, and he looks probably over. does like one of these and slams it and like clasps her hand around it or something. Yeah, and then she's almost like, because earlier... Yeah, I think this is why he did this, because she's, like, taunting him. I'm like, you've already taken everything from me. There's nothing more you can take from me. I can take your freedom. And everyone close to you. Yeah. Dude, so she is obviously arrested. I like the table next to them, girl sees, screams, <laughs> and then it just gets, like, dead quiet for the whole arrest and everything. And then there's, like, a poor, like, waiter or busboy, like, holding her down until the cops get there. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, I knew they weren't gonna fucking tip well. Dude, um, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I worked at a grocery store, and I don't know why this job was assigned to me, but someone was stealing, and I guess the cops were called. I mean, if, if it happened to me now, I'm like, well, are they stealing food? I don't care. I'm not getting paid yeah. enough to do this. But, like, it was my job. I'm like, I need this job. I'm a teenager. Right. <laughs> like, my job was they turned off the automatic doors, and I had to hold them closed while this lady screamed, I'll get you! I've seen your face! <laughs> Again, like, I'm, I'm still, I'm 30-something. I'm living in fear of this lady coming for me one day. She's just standing outside your window. Like, she was trying to yeah. have an arm full of chicken. She's trying to steal. You just look out your window with a lady with chicken. But yeah, so that busboy do doesn't need to be doing this. Take a lesson from young me. Nothing good's gonna come of this. No. But she's sedated, and right before she passes out, she hears surprise from Adrian's voice. Yeah, because the whole time she's being strapped down and everything. Like, of course, they, like drug her like basically to kind of a padded room ish type thing but it's not like a hundred percent padded room but it's like mental hospital it looks like yeah where she's strapped down and then drugged and she's just staring at the corner the whole time of just like i know you're right there 
the next day, she's being questioned, and she's not helping herself. James is in the room with another cop who's doing the official questioning and everything. And she's like, I can't tell you. He's in the room. Dude, this this doesn't help your case at all. Well, I what like are you doing? One... Have you ever seen a movie, Cecilia? This is what they all say when they're crazy. Have you not listened to Throbbing with Horror? You don't say the exact thing that if it's paranormal or weird. I can't say they'll be able to know what I said. Okay, we can work with this. But she says, he's in the room. I can't say it right now. And the one cop goes, he's in the room right now. And James is like, just go, you leave. I'll take care of this. And the cop just starts shaking his head like, oh, God. <laughs> the doctor tells her blood tests say that she's pregnant. Obviously not what you want to hear in this moment. Adrian's brother, the lawyer, shows up. And all future payments are halted. And there's one option where this all goes away, have the baby, and go back to him. So he's admitting now that he knows he's alive, too. And now thinking about it a little bit more, now that we're, like, to this scene, I do think that at first he didn't know, and now he does. Because he almost seemed relieved during the first yeah. scene. He now, even said so, yeah, and he seemed serious. Now he's, like, manic. He's almost just like, he's not going to stop. Like, I have to, you have to believe me. Like, he, I thought he was gone too. She declines and, like, shoves his stuff off the table, so he has to bend over and get it, but grabs one of his pens. And it's not, like, the pens I use. It's one of those fancy pens with, oh, like, yeah. the little razor-looking end to it that, like, you dip in the ink, I think. Well, it's got a frilly quill on it, and you have to have <laughs> puffy shirts to do it. Peter Cushing's favorite pen. It's a step away from having a peacock feather. It is. But night, she goes in the shower and gets the pen and says, you won't get the baby and you won't get me and well, starts cutting herself, which is genius because, you know, he's right there. Yeah. And he wants this kid because the, he sent the brother to like make this deal kind of thing. Yeah. So what are you going to do to make him stop real quick right before this? Because we have like the orderly going around the room, checking everything to make sure she does everything hidden. It's like, open your mouth. The whole time Cecilia's sitting there with this look on her face. of just like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I hope they don't find the pen. <laughs> they did not. But no, this is genius because she's like, got you. And she like grabs his arm and starts stabbing him. Yeah. Genius. Which, by the way, remember that for when we get to the end of the movie. I want to point that out. Okay. She, he's partially visible, though, after being stabbed. Guard comes in, and Adrian tases the guard. Like, dude, how terrified would you be? You think the person's just going nuts. You go in there to subdue them and everything. And then a form just appears in front of you and grabs your taser and then blinks back out of visibility. Dude, what do you even think is happening? Oh, we get so we get to see so many people's reaction of, Cecilia was right, right before they get killed. Dude, and they make a point, because she runs onto the hallway next, there's more guards out there. They make a point of seeing that there are security cameras here. Yeah. So, she's 100% cleared of everything. After and this, this is, this is like a, like you said, a police station or a mental institution or something. So, yeah, this I is like both. heavily security cameraed up and everything. Yeah, thank God. Because at this point, I'm guessing uh, Adrian is just like... I, what else do I have to lose? She just tried to kill herself. Like she's not going to be with me with this cert, with this uh, trajectory of the plan that we're going with. I'm going to have to change things up. So it doesn't even matter if everyone sees me. Dude, this is where it starts fighting through the guards. And like I said, he's blinking in and out of visibility here, which is really cool. The one, like he's knocking most of them down, smashing heads against last and shit. The one, the cop draws the gun. He hits the cop and has the cop shoot through his own kneecap. And I don't know why this me more than like if he would have shot himself in the head or anything. I've heard that's why one of like the most painful injuries. Oh, dude, I'm sure it is. No yeah. way around it. But Cecilia gets a gun and chases him outside with a gun. It's raining, and he shows up to her and threatens Sydney, shoots a cop as he leaves. This is also, like, I love the set pieces they do with this, because it's raining outside. What did even the original Invisible Man say? I can't go out in the fog because they'll see a silhouette. I have to wait an hour after I eat, or they'll just see food walking around type thing. I can't smoke kind of thing. Yeah. They play with that of like, yeah, you're going to see the rain beating off of him. It's really cool. She shoots at his car as he's driving away, 
causes a crash, but he gets away. The dude gets out of the crash car. She hops in it and drives away. And I love like that he was on a phone call and she's like, ah, he's fine, but I'm taking the car or something. The lady on the other end is like, who's this? Calls James, warns him about Sydney, and James is right. Like, how are you calling me? Not important now. It's like, it's very important now. How are you calling me? I, I love he's like, you should not be able to call me right now. Where are you? <laughs> Sydney's at home. She wakes up and notices something's going on. Like, she can feel it. And smart fucking kid just shoots her mace into the air in front of her, and it works. Um, Adrian falls. Sydney runs out, but she's knocked down. James comes home and gets beat up and kind of knocked out, like, big time. I was worried James was dead here. Me too, because you get, like, he's, like, getting punched. And then we get, like, the big punch where it's, like, the blood splatter against the wall. That happens a couple more times. And then you see where he, like, gets picked up by the tie and his eyes are rolled back in his head like the fucking Undertaker. (laughs) Cecilia shows up and uses an extinguisher to reveal him, smart, then shoots him, like, four or five times in the chest with the stolen gun. Dude goes down, she unmasks him, and it's the brother. Yeah, and you're like, there's no way. There's no, no way that the brother, why would the brother do all this? Maybe and, the money goes to him then? Who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be a, yeah, but, well, I guess it's because it's in the will that it went to Cecilia. Because I was like, wouldn't yeah. it go to like the next like blood relative? But it's Unless in the there's That's a will. Right. Yeah. yeah. The police raid Adrian's house, and they find him held hostage in the one room. Like, his brother faked all this and has had him there. When they break down the door, and you see him tied up all dirty, and he's like, Help me! Help me! Were you just immediately like, oh, boo, mother, no, that's not real. You rode around in some dirt, and how malnutri- how, uh, because aren't they going to test things? Like, how malnourished you are, and like, what you're- He could have been fed. Could have been yeah, feeding them. But they're not gonna be feeding you like really well. You don't know. He might be. But there's gonna be something of they're gonna do some like tests and take him to the hospital and be like, you're fine, you're just dirty. She's at the station and she's telling James it's still Adrian. She calls him and goes to his house for dinner that night. Very awkward like meeting. They go inside. This is one of the parts I wanted to talk about because they're sitting across from each other. And he reaches for something and goes, ah, arm wound or something like that. Because she stabbed him in the arm with the pen. That's right. They both had to be acting during that scene. The one at the house was the brother. The one at the station was Adrian. Like, that should have been the dead giveaway right there. That's you're right. I didn't catch that at all. But yeah, his hand was shaky. And then he even turned it of like, you're the only person who will ever see my hand shake. You'd see me nervous. Yeah, and he says, like, ah, arm, like, injury or something from you, he even throws out. Yeah. And then she says, if you want to be part of this child's life, it has to start with honesty. Tell me everything that you did. We know it wasn't your brother. He's still denying it. And then you see James out in the car. She's wearing a wire trying to get him to confess. Yeah, which I guess it depends on what state you're in. If Because wouldn't, like, if this could be, like, actually used in court? James is a cop. They probably went through the proper channels. Oh, you think they did all the warrant stuff in it? Because he's still, yeah. like, bloody. Uh, you never know. They woke the judge up. It's like the old-timey, like, w- the old, like, Western movies. Like, wake the judge! We need a warrant! <laughs> <laughs> but he says, I know you better than anyone else. That shouldn't come as a surprise. He says the word, and now she knows 100% sure, because that's the one word he said in everything before. He keeps dropping, like, this. that's his catchphrase, is surprise. He's trying to make it a thing. This could be all on all the t-shirts. <laughs> she leaves for the bathroom, and assumed she comes back invisible, because Adrian takes the dinner knife and slits his own throat and falls over gagging. She comes back in her regular clothes and acts like she's crying and everything. Oh my god, what happened? Calls 911. I think someone's trying to commit suicide. He's on the floor bleeding out. She gets down and just says surprise to him. Well, because she, she's like <laughs> crying. She's doing the, the 911 call is going to be recorded. 
so this is going to be used kind of a thing of like during the investigation and stuff. You have to you'll be like, oh, yeah, there's a murder. Yeah, he's here. Yeah, come quick. No, she has to be all hysterical and everything. And then she's like sees where the camera is and like backs up like against the wall kind of thing. And her expression completely changes. It's almost like, got you, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the camera sees him just slitting his own throat. Yeah. Which and is genius because whole- she's invisible. And even the whole time that she's acting on the phone and crying and it's hysterical, he's just staring at her like, I know what you fucking did. <laughs> Dude, such a great comeuppance moment. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. Like, couldn't have happened to a more deserving person. Oh, that's like the end of Carrie where it's like, good for her. Yes. Um, James is talking to her. He knows exactly what she did. She goes, well, you heard it all right. And he paused and goes, sounded a lot like he killed himself. And well, like... Could- he even they mentions like this was your um plan all along, wasn't? And she's like, no, not at all. I didn't know he was so mentally unstable. And then because he like looks down and sees that the uh invisible suit is in her bag, and this yep. is where I the two things is number one, really smart doing the invisible suit, where now that could get passed around and that could be a million movies. Exactly. Also. I really hope they do it too. Are they in setting up the invisible woman? I mean, very likely, you know, it's only been three years well, four years, 2024 now since this movie came out. So it's, we could still see something else out of this, especially with Lee one. like, dude, it's so funny. The dark universe, like the big action universal thing that failed. He's kind of setting up his own version of Mm -hmm. it. So, who knows? We could see it on a real smaller actual horror scale set up. Which is the right way to do it. Keep it low budget and do it like this. Yeah. I would love to see her, this Cecilia come back and the invisible woman. And it's not at all about, like, this one was all about, like, she's went through, like, an abusive relationship. And it's very, like, it's a very heavy movie. Have the next one almost be like, she's kind of had it for a few years now. And she's kind of gone power hungry and started the suits kind of in a way made her start to go mad of she's starting to do like crimes and like kind of like working her way up. You can still have James in the picture and that could be the whole movie of like he's starting to be like, are you behind all these murders and robberies? And she's like, not little old me. (laughs) Well, dude, like no one will be able to resist that power for long. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All right, and that was The Invisible Man. Yeah. Great movie. This one's fantastic. I'm so glad that I got to watch it again. I haven't seen it in, like, a long time. I don't think I've seen it since the first time I watched it during the pandemic. Yeah. It was so much fun. I'm glad you picked this. Uh, You ready for some Count of the Dead? Yeah, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Throgman's Horror Count of the Deads, where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with The Invisible Man 2020? That hallway one is going to be... I'm guessing we're counting most of those cops as knocked out. Most of. Few that you know. Yeah. This one's hard. Very, very few. It's like sporadic of like, there'd be some murder. They would like go a long time and there's nothing. There's a bunch of murder. Um... But I don't think there was as many as you think, because like you said, like a lot of them just got injured. I'm going to say six. Oh, you were really close. We got five. Oh, God damn it. That's less death. I will argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. I think the obvious one is what would you do with an invisible suit? Yeah. So it's you're given an invisible suit. What are you going to do with it? The number one version, the worst thing to do with it is probably what this guy does is you abuse your girlfriend and try to set her up for murders and ruin her life. Dude, grab a best friend and start a magic show. Yeah. Dude, you have it made. Go on that Penn and Teller show, whatever the hell that is. Oh, yeah. Um, a number 10 version, the best thing to do with an invisible suit. And then you're going to be like, rob a bank. But I'm going to try to be a little bit more creative than that. Of like, May I make a the... suggestion? Sure. 
free movie theaters. You never had to pay. That stingy dude at AMC, when we go to your movie theater, walk right past him. I was going to say, think of all the drive-ins you could sneak into, all the movie theaters, the conventions you could sneak into, like sneak into it, see if it's worth like paying to go in, and then sneaking back. I was like, nah, it wasn't worth it. Well, um, if you already snuck in, why would you pay to go in? Well, if you're already in, you're in. You can't, though. You're in this crowded room. I want that VHS tape. You can't just pick it up and walk out with it. There's floating VHS tape. Go to the bathroom and take the suit off. Yeah, but they look for the wristband. No one. Once you're in, they don't look for the wristband. Yes, they do. We've seen them. How many times you walk into like a little room and they always look at you? Yeah, but stay in the same room and put it on when you go to. The... Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, basically, yeah, it's sneaking into things like that. Um, I like this movie a lot. I I liked it a lot the first time I watched it. Watching it again, I was like. I wonder how it's going to hold up kind of knowing the twists and turns. Is it going to be like a Blair Witch where like after the first time you watch it, you can't really watch it again because you know exactly the things. No, this was fun. So much fun. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Like this is amazing. I hope that this is the way that the Universal Monsters keep going. Keep with this cool tone. It's taken like seriously. Uh, The low budget of it. It's not like this big grandiose Tom Cruise is flipping around in a fucking airplane type bullshit. No, this is perfect. And I have high hopes for the future of it because they're coming back for Wolfman. Uh, Brett, I agree with you. I agree with you so much. I also went nine things to do with the invisibility suit. Dude, near perfect movie and so much potential for what's coming next. I can't wait to see where they take this. I, I can't believe I'm saying I'm all on board with Lee Wanell, like, helming this ship, but man, I am. Like, yeah. I can't wait for what's next. Doing great so far. And, like, when this movie came out, immediately, my Universal Monster, like, little part of my brain starts tickling. Of like, are they actually going to finally do it well? Or, like, they, is it going to be taken seriously? And is this time going to be the jumpstart? They tried to jumpstart it with Van Helsing. We saw how that went. They tried to jumpstart it with the new Mummy movie. That tanked everything is this going to be the one and for years now four years nothing has happened we're finally getting the wolfman with the same person i'm like yes thank you please have the wolfman be good because if not they're just going to tank it again and even if it's not interconnected i'm not saying it is i have no idea if it is just like have this studio and this team behind making these movies and I'm, i'm all on board dude i would love it so much if the wolfman was a period piece and it's back and like when the 1940s one takes place. I'd be interested. I'm also really interested on in how they do a Wolfman set in modern day too. So I'm cool with yeah. either. The cane better show up. That better be <laughs> the Easter egg for that one. It's the cane. You give me Yay. <laughs> Unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. Well, we hope that the invisible man has left her brain throbbing with horror. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.